wrote everything has to come to an end sometime and here on the fumble through roller coaster we find ourselves getting closer and closer to the closer nice i, I really enjoyed writing that because it's <laughs> three words that are spelt exactly the same it's called homograph if you uh, don't homograph. know yes but i love i love a good quote about endings mine one of my favorites was about the death of kurt cobain and the guy just said well at least he had good aim um <laughs> Which is a really nice way of putting a silver lining around a big tragedy. It, it's kind um, of, yeah, it, it's kind of true. I was watching um, Band of Brothers recently. Yes. Oh, I love that show. And, um, you know, Sobel, yeah. the yeah. made play by Schumer. Yeah. Um, he actually shot himself. The real guy? The real guy oh. shot himself. But he shot himself in the head, but didn't kill him. It just blew out, like, the nerves where his yeah. eyes connect, so he just became blind. Wow, that's sad. And it's just like... <laughs> That is sad. Like, yeah, that's another level. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is help out there for anyone that uh, needs it. Make what sure a- that you seek the right avenues. <laughs> Joyful beginning to an episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I started that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Talking about death. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been well for us. And right? the whole time, I'm like, you're talking about the end, and you started the episode with the word bomb. <laughs> <laughs> nice bomb. Yeah, yeah. Well, where's your anus? It's behind you. <laughs> Hey, hey. So I, I guess it's about closure. So when I think about closure, I thought, you know, I guess for me, I've been thinking a lot about the closure of this moment and this chapter. And, you know, they, they say, I think it was Frank Herbert said something like everything that ends is a new beginning or something. That's the June guy, isn't it? Frank Herbert. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So something along those lines. Um, but, you know, I think, I think, what I will say about this is we have gotten our value for money out of this essentials kit. Like we ha- we thought this was going to be four or five weeks for you know, a couple of hours and here we are 40 odd episodes later, months and months later. And, you know, I, I know probably when we finish this, we'll have a conversation about how we liked it and what stories we missed and what we didn't and didn't like about the actual... Oh, are you uh, going to do a whole, here's what you could have won kind of thing <laughs> with all the things you, you missed? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a new car. <laughs> One of those. But I, th- I think it's really... Like it is a testament to to whether we liked it, whether we haven't, whether there's been moments. Just it is worth playing these kits. It's you know that's the one thing I will take away and sort of mo- that, that we've gotten a a bit of length out of this, and it's been a thing. And I it's going to be a waste time doing some shit. It's going to be a first campaign we've ever finished. It, and and I, uh, yes. I was saying oh, that to actually, my well said. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. I'm not we, doing we haven't, we haven't finished it yet. The game's off. Even if we TPK, that's an end. Yeah, right? Lindsay was late to the table today. I can't have this at my table. I'll be in my trailer. Hey, guys, I've got an idea for a new game. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of calendars and very important things, Linz, what's going on in the social media world? Uh, I've been a bit slack. I'm sorry. Um you know, Instagram is there, TikTok's there. You know what, Lindsay? Let's let's take the quote that we do and put a silver lining to that. You're letting people, you're giving people space to make their own content right now. I've got some ideas. I yeah. Just, you know, but I, you're giving them space. Yeah. You're not taking all the space. You're not taking all the content from them. I, I do time. have one interesting thing that came out of socials. What? 
I have been issued a challenge. Henry Cavill? No. Oh. I'm not going to tell you guys what the challenge is. Oh. I have to perform it in this episode. Do you? If I do it successfully. And Secret you go- challenge. And if you guys don't know what it is by the end of the episode, mm-hmm. then I'm going to send the person who sent it to me a prize. Okay. Is, um, is this got anything to do with you not wearing pants right now? No. Okay, that's just a thing. That's just a thing. Well, it's getting warm again. Yeah, I'm, I'm already, I'm already getting the, the, the ball chafing Can of summer. Can you not make that gesture under the table? Stop staring at me. <laughs> no, make eye contact. <laughs> Don't do it slowly. That's weird. Oh, please drink alcohol. What is yeah. it? Well, hang on now. I'm going to follow <laughs> no, up on the no. socials because I too have been slack. I can't slack. look at him. There was one day where I posted a whole heap of back episode releases and then I was going to do the dices and the brews. And yep. um, I've had some I te- technical issues. So uh, m- more to come, I hope. Oh, I shouldn't use those words. Mm. Um, he's still doing it, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's staring at me with one eye and his head's not even looking at me. <laughs> There will be a day where a whole heap of social media comes out that kind of talks to the back episodes that we haven't done on social. But um, I apologise with Lindsay that that hasn't been as uh, timely as it should have been. Sorry. I guess this is a moment where, Luke, you and I, we probably don't have anything to apologise for because we don't do anything over and above our our core business of just coming here and doing this. Well, I do even less than you do. So. I like to think you prep, Justin. <laughs> nah. I like to think have, you do anyway. Have you, have you seen what I come up with? <laughs> nope. D&D does that in yeah. the sensual kit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. What are we going to do when we get back to the other game? Right? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to have to actually put some thought in. I can't even remember what's going on. We're going to have to have a whole thing. Well, I'm just looking up at the wall and all the beverages we've drunk through the 40 episodes. (laughs) I can't remember this game. And all of the aluminium cans that we've drunk them out of. (laughs) Memory's going to be an issue. You've got 40 cents up there. That is a lot of cans. That is a uh, a terrible... 40 cans. Uh, 40 cents. 40 cents worth of cans. No, it's $4. $4. Oh, yeah, right. Ten cents again. Yeah. <laughs> Quick math. Is that the challenge? Is that what we're going to pick up? Is that your official guess? Gotcha. No. All right, so the beer today, um, I didn't realise Justin was drinking again, but Justin's drinking again. This is from the... Sorry, uh, I just got to finish this beer before that one comes. The CB Co. Brewing Company. Ooh. And there's a range of them out. It's not a beer. Well, it is a beer. But it's a ginger beer called the Bertie Ginger Beer, um, made with real ginger, perfectly balanced Ooh, with yeah. a crisp, sparkling finish. Ooh, yeah. But then, Duff he, man like it. And, and and here, oh, as I rip it off the six pack holder, is why I bought it. I bought it because one of the ingredients is a natural, a neutral spirit. And I thought a neutral spirit in this game could be useful. Because it carries you around and polishes your sword. I think there might be Sebastian or Steve or whatever that dude's called. My name's Steve! Yeah. And it says it's made with real... Alan, Alan, (laughs) It's made with real ginger, but then on the ingredients it's ginger extract. So sorry for all those red people out there. Um, Anyway, Justin's drinking it to six packs, so I don't know how we're going to do this. There's going to be two cans left over. But... One of the other things I was thinking about, I said it to Justin and he looked at me like I was such a dick. Um, Birdie Beetles are a huge um, chocolate. Go back a while in, in, in Brisbane. Showbag. And the showbag we have. Australia's a, best showbag. Yeah. So one of the things I thought about when I saw Beetle was that Birdie Beetle and then I, I immediately went to one of the dragons from How to Train Your Dragon, which we talked about last week when we talked about our favourite dragons. dragons. Yeah. 
and I kind of went, oh, there's there's something there. There's something in that serendipity that, that's useful. Hey, that is a dark. It is, isn't it? Brew. That is clady. Hey. So is the ginger beer. Why did you pee in that glass, Luke? It's cloudy with a chance of meatballs. It almost looks like like looking at it because the bubbles are on the side. Stop talking about balls today. Because I mean... the bubbles are on the side of the glass, it looks like it's crushed ice in there. It looks delicious. Now, normally when I have a ginger beer, I'd like to put a little bit of um, lime in. Mm-hmm. Ice in a slice. Yeah, but but we don't want to ruin today. it. Okay. Well, bef- before we start, gentlemen. I fear that the end is drawing nigh. I'm hoping today might be the last episode. I've said this before. It's either going to be a real quick battle. It's either going to be something where you slay the dragon or it's drawn out and disaster happens. But for what we go into, cheers. I raise a glass to you and your lovely characters. And you know what? I'm going to pour one out for JR. I'm not actually going to pour one out because my laptop's here. Um, But for JR. Chin chin. Cheers. Ooh. It's very effervescent. It's fizz forward. Oh, it's got that Bernie. It's got that Bernie ginger aftertaste, it's like that real yeah, kind of. It's got the spicy the la- ginger. Hey, what was the last one we had? What was that one? Guilo. Oh, here it is. Guilo was more of a warty, a watery essence. It was something up with that. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, look, the Guilo did well because it was that kind of. Lemongrassy. Guilo's like heat. you froze this into the, ice blocks. This is not a and conversation. Then drank yeah. it and then you had water left over with this. This in. is a good drop. This is, That's this actually is nice. nice. It's I saw full, another Guilo. Oh, now I'm getting the thing. ginger at the back of yeah. the Yeah, yeah. It is. Dirty bastard. Well done, CB, uh, CB Co. I think, although it's CBC. CB, CBCO. See, yeah, it is CB Co. You're right. CB Co. I think you're right. Crisp and sparkling ginger beer. Um, it's really, really. Refreshing, but with that kind of harsher kind of ginger after, which I but it's don't not, mind. It's not too harsh. It's though. not too and sweet. Not too as sweet. Well. Yeah. That's key. How about That's you, Lindsay? How, you, how are you going with the ginger beer? So I've decided because I don't really know much about beers, right? Uh-huh. I've decided I'm going to start writing haikus about it. Okay. So oh. just give me a give me a little bit. Okay. Oh no! Right. Too, he, he's already it's, said too many words. Yeah, it's very drinkable. That's for sure. You could you could you yeah. drink it all day? Hey, I got it. I got my haiku. Have you? Bertie Ginger Beer. Sparkling, spicy mouth hit. It's an all-day drink. Oh. I like how you wrote that without having to clap for the syllables. Bertie Ginger Beer. I I put little dashes above it. Uh, Nice. Nice. That was a nice haiku, though. I recently went on 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 a holiday to Ayers Rock. And I was writing haikus around Ayers Rock. I thought that would, it's a nice place to meld some culture there. So you were writing, writing high. as I was walking along with teenagers who were who were bitching about seeing a rock. Um, they were not well, not all of them. Some of them were very impressed. Some of them didn't like leaving their house. Uh, I wonder right. if electricity in years to come they'll. Appreciate. I'm sure yeah, that they were. Go, actually, that was pretty cool. I'm sure they all had moments where they their minds were changed. Because even I kind of went in with a bit of trepidation, to be honest. But it is pretty amazing. Like, it was one of the longest journeys you've ever made, right? It really is. <laughs> but also, just the idea of that landscape. That was, at some yeah. point, an underwater, the ocean floor, and to have two monuments like that. Or, you know, like to have... Um, Sorry, Uluru. Landmarks. I shouldn't have called it Ayers Rock. Uluru and Katajita, yeah. you know, to have those things and Mount Morgan and some of the other places that are there. It's pretty amazing. So, When you first said, 
you were writing haikus. My brain, for just a second, went to you guys riding very tall pigeons, haikus, riding around on them. What's a coup? That's what the sound pigeons make. Haikus. All right. Let's look at Dragon Ever. Let's do it. Yeah, let's. So every week we start with a dicey question. This week I am going to ask something about the culture of the world that we live in. We're talking about culture a heap lately. I've heard it not at this table recently, but I've heard it um, you no know, culture here. around the world. So around the world, around my parts. I went shopping today. Okay, and I want to talk about... What kind of culture test are we talking about here, mate? Because if I've had some cultures taken from your parts, I don't want to talk about them. I don't even know how to start this. I want to talk about etiquette, okay? I want want you to say, so this is what I've written down. You're going to get some situations. What are some things that people do in public that you think that they need to stop? The social etiquette things, the things that we need to have unwritten rules to say, stop doing this. Stop this thing that you do that upsets so many people, but everybody's so polite that they don't do it. The social faux pas. The social faux pas, the things. Stop writing a list, Brett. Yeah, what are some things? (laughs) Is that your one, is it? (laughs) Yeah. What are some things? What are some rules that should be made that people have to follow? And this all comes from me going to the fucking shops today and being so angry when I left. If you're going to listen to music in public, listen through headphones. So ironic coming from you, Lindsay. I don't want to hear that So ironic. Coming from the one person I know who watches TikToks out loud at the table... I have a it's problem with headphones. headphones are for here. <laughs> I've got head like my kids always got headphones on. I can't talk to him. I think there's a middle ground for headphones. Where I, if, I said if, it, I said in public. All right, let's talk about on. headphone rules. Let's right. let's go headphone rules. Should you wear headphones while talking to someone? We are right now. No, but that's because we can hear each other and they're designed for us to hear. Touché, But, like, touché. you know, those people that have their headphones yeah. in, we we work with young people. We People with young people walk up to you and they'll have their headphones in and you're like, you're not even listening to me. Or those people that have their headphones in and they go through a checkout or, you know, there's stuff going on. Fuck off. Take your headphones in. I'm not so fussed on the headphones. Okay. All right. I, I struggle with headphones in... Like, not in public in my house where kids have them in and the music's so loud you can't have a conversation with them. I, I'm talking more like when I'm on the bus and someone has a boombox oh, oh, playing uh, their rap music yeah, rather than fuck off. listening yeah. through headphones. Yeah. yeah, don't watch. Or when you're in a restaurant and somebody's got their kid and they've given them a oh, fucking yeah, iPad oh, and yeah. you can hear no. it and you're like, yeah. just turn it down. Yeah. We don't. Like, it, it annoys me so much when I have to listen to somebody who's on their personal device and it's impacting like I yell at my kids for doing this they walk around the house doing it and I'm like it's a personal device it's for your personal use make it personal don't make it public if you're making it public put it on the big screen but I don't want to see that crap so get it off but Fair. yeah I don't Fair. like it. Is it, it all of this comes down to an invasion of personal space there's an oral or a visual or a you know put your pants back on Lindsay that's an invasion of my personal space <laughs> visually <laughs> like you know th- th- ask consent yeah but that's all it is, right? I'm going to affect you because my well, music or my sound is going to be in your space. Yeah, that's because I've, I've got another one. This this shits me. This is this is an absolute shitter. Mm-hmm. It's all to do with escalators and travelators and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Number one, get off the escalator. Don't fucking stop, stop. and figure out where you're going to go once you you've had the oh. entire time on the ride on the escalator. So Tra- I got one. Travelator, Just- wait for it. Travelator. Don't wait till the last four fucking meters and then walk. 
If you're going to walk, walk the whole time. If you're not going to walk, fucking don't go, oh, it's almost finished. I'm not going to ride this till the end. Ride it till the end or don't ride it till the end. Pick one. Sometimes my Apple Watch just needs four steps to click me over oh, and get my rings. It annoys me because I hate people who stand too abreast on yeah, those things when um, I want to walk down and yeah. weave between people. Or people that walk four abreast on oh, a walkway uh-huh. and you oh, can't, get, can't past. get past. But the one that really gets me is the one that's walking in front of you and then just stops. stops. Yeah. Yeah. Usually on their phone or they're yeah. looking at some, some shop just, and they haven't I, veered like, towards. Absolutely. Yeah. Pull off the highway. Pull off the highway. I think, I think we've Pull seen, uh, uh, you've entered your old man's day. <laughs> oh, I am an angry old man. Out of the shops today, I was like, frickin', frickin', frickin'. I have the one where you've got a full trolley of groceries and there's people walking towards you and expect you to do the swerve. I'm like, fuck off. That happens in a pram. You yes, are not strong enough, my mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a child here. I have away. an issue, and this is I just purely safety. Electric scooters in the fucking city. Just in general? I have been smacked by them so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking. They used to be a scooter path. <laughs> yeah. And it was a lot better. Yeah. But, you know, some people were stupid and can't read. <laughs> read little scooter hieroglyphics on the floor saying, no scooter here. But, yeah, like. They go so fucking fast. They like do. The electric ones are dangerous. Do. Yeah. Like, and then they yell at you for not getting out of your way. Mm. I'm like, you just fucking ran into me at like 60 kilometers push an hour. Push them over. Just push them oh. over. Push them over. I think that's a good I'm going to be so like, close to being one of those yeah. guys yeah. that throws the scooters in the yeah. river. Because oh, I, you know what? That, what's that TV show with um, Rose Byrne and... Yeah, the, the uh, Platonic. Platonic, yeah. where he goes, oh, they're meant to be kicked. It's almost in the terms of service. <laughs> and he throws them over the yeah. fence. Seriously, though, every low tide at Brisbane River, there's like five scooters yeah. down right. there. And someone yeah. goes, fishes them out. They know they're there. They yeah. care. Because there are, there are things I know that upset people that I don't get upset by. Like, I, I genuinely don't get upset by kids crying too much. I don't, like, you know. I've got one. I was going to say, I have a child for you right now. Yeah, but, but that's a natural thing. Like, you know, you can't stop. There's nothing. I can't hold you accountable because your kid's getting upset. There's nothing you can do about that. If you had a choice of it, you'd stop it too. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not like you. we're all in this together at that point. So I don't mind that. But it's people's blatant obliviousness to the, to the space around them. It's and, selfishness. And the it's effect just that yeah. it has on other people. Right. I've just, got one to talk I about. I'm really grumpy about that- and old about this, aren't I? They're freaking There was a moment when Lindsay was talking about his, so he just paused. There's yeah. like, there's, there's, there's a, I'm swallowing down the yeah, rage. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's literally because it is so dangerous. And um, yeah. I've yeah. got one I don't like, and it's purely aesthetic. Yeah. And I'm, I might be the one in the wrong here. So, you know, tell me how you feel. I'm not allowed to go and walk down the street in my underwear. But those fucking mums in Lawny Jane might as well be, right? <laughs> Two badly parked Volkswagen Beetles. But I, I've really got a like, and you know, I live across the road from the school, so it's very present in my eye line. Mm-hmm. And and it's not about you know, I get be comfortable, I get all of that stuff. I get be, it's not about your body. It's mm-hmm. not you know, I've mentioned that before, and I was being flippant about it. And I don't mean that. Be comfortable, but you know, I can't. I'm not going to walk down the road like. Bike shorts is kind of similar, I guess. 
but there's a real social construct where I have to hide. No, you're allowed to. Yeah. There is nobody I'm, that if you did that, there's nobody on earth that will. You will go outside with your bike pants on yeah. and a shirt. I see guys jogging. I, I live near a jogging lane. I go down the bike path. I do some running myself. Oh, yeah, well, I but think there I, there are some people that you're like, okay, dude, like you need some longer shorts. Like that guy's stretches and his scrotum's about to fall well, out. Well, I think it's like this it's different if you're at the gym. If you're at a place where that stuff is purposeful, no worries. Right. But when I I'm standing on my deck and I've got to put some pants on to go out to my house. Yes, you do. Right? Because <laughs> you live across the road from a primary school, which has established this. But then I look across the road and there's people that haven't put fucking pants on and they might as well be in their underwear. I don't think that's right. Okay. Let me tell you about my favorite wrong, Reddit story. Yeah, I don't know that you're wrong. Like, I'm wrong, I, I think I think there is a wrongness to no, the whole you're, you're thing. Definitely not. But I don't know one, that you can I, tell people they can't do it. Yeah. I don't. I think one, at this think point, like, can. go to the beach at some point right you now. Can't the beach tell has to changed stand in the, last... to the left on the travelator either. You can't tell them not to well, look at last four. I can. Well, I can tell them they're wrong in, in the same way. Like, but I mean, socially, it's not accepted. That right? is the definitive old man. That, Go put some clothes on. <laughs> like, can't imagine. You're not leaving my the house in that. Like, yeah. Anyway, my favorite Reddit story mm. was about a guy who want it was working in. I can't remember where he was working, but he was hot and he wanted to wear shorts. Yep. And they said it was against dress code. But women were wearing activewear. Mm. So he just went and bought himself. He was, a, he was an overweight guy. Yeah. And he went and bought himself some activewear. And wore that until they amend the dress code that he was allowed yep. to, fair. Uh, we allowed get, to ex- wear. We get that at our work all the time. Yeah. Men have to wear clothes in shoes. You are actually not not covered if something happens to you if you wear open-toed shoes at our at our, where Luke and I work. So Most of the women will wear open-toed mm. shoes. Open-toed shoes all the time. It is such a double standard where people, you know, there were girls that used to be able to come to school in tank tops. Now, we can't. if I came to school in a tank top, I'd be told to go home. Like, there, there is a double standard there. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. I, I don't want to wear active wear, and I know I'm not comfortable in my body to do that publicly, but I would want to wear shorts and a T-shirt. But that would be denied me if I was that guy, right? So I'd have to go to yep. a place where it made me equally as uncomfortable as the rest of the office yep. to change the status quo. And I think that's a real piece there of was, bullshit. There was another person who wasn't allowed to wear shorts, so he wore, started wearing skirts. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Can't say anything about that. Luke, you've been very quiet in this discussion. What no. shits you? No, I told you, though, four abreast oh. and the one where four he stopped. Breasts. Four abreast. That sounds four, great. Four, they stopped right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. I Just hate, meandering along and then stop. I hate going so, to a shopping mall and the other, or a the shopping centre. The other one is is a similar sort of thing, I guess. It's just people getting in my way. It's on the motorway when people cut in front of you and then put the brake on mm. straight away because they've cut in in such a small space. Yep. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yep. Or the idiot that cuts across three lanes because he's wanted to come down the fast lane yep. and then realise he's got his exits coming up. I'll give up. you another one. Just you're dangerous. Got, you're you're on a emerge in lane and someone comes around. Like you've spent all the time. Like it's I see that like a, like a zipper. You know, one car, the new car goes in mm-hmm. between. One car, the new car. Like it's a zip. Yeah, yeah. And then some idiot goes, my time is so much more valuable than all of your time. I'm going to zip all the way around everyone who's still merging in. I'm the button at the top. I'm the button at the top. And make everybody behind me I'm stop. the belt buckle. You're the reason why yeah. you need to do the thing you're doing. Like, uh, that, yeah. That, 
I get I, so angry. I think with that's this. true on the road. I think it's similarly true in a grocery store where I just want to get to the barbecue chips. Stop having your fucking conversation oh, while I'm yeah. waiting there politely uh-huh. next to you, uh-huh. and you do not move away from the thing that uh-huh. I need to grab. So you force me to either say excuse me, I don't want to talk. <laughs> Because you, you got your headphones in. <laughs> or ram you with my trolley yeah. because you didn't get out the way. Or that when you're looking, like you're, you're, you're at the chips, uh-huh. right? Or uh-huh. to, Like the other day I was at toothbrushes. I'm looking at yeah. the toothbrushes going, which one do I want? Where are the mediums? Because I don't like soft ones. I know they're bad. You Write in, mm, tell me I'm wrong. It's funny for you. You've got a blah, soft blah, 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 one. Blah, blah. But, but I literally did that. And there was a lady who came up and she stood in front of me. Uh-huh. Now, I would have been fine if she stood in front of me, grabbed the thing she wanted, and then moved. She stayed there uh-huh. to look for herself. She couldn't stand next to me and look in, at the same time. And I'm like, I don't want to stand right up against it because I can't see everything, but I'm leaving enough space that people can walk through. Not so you can stand in front of me and block my eyesight, you moron. <laughs> so angry. I think we've, I think we, I think we've learned a lot about people's <laughs> anger. <laughs> like, I, I'm kind of like I hate to say this. Brent and this, and I should never I, go to well, the shops. I, I hate, no, I'm agreeing with Justin. I was about to say like I really find, I, what I really don't like is when you stood there having a conversation in the supermarket and then somebody just stands next to you like really inappropriately quiet or bams you with their trolley. Get out of my fucking way. Fucked hard. Yeah. The shopping center is not a place for a conversation. Go to a coffee shop. That's what that's for. Like, there are people that... That's Pick a fucking time. avocado yeah. and move on. It's business time. I want to go there and listen to 90s hits that I haven't heard for a long time or wear my own headphones. I want to get in. I want to get out. In I've, got a, I've oh. got a list of things that I want oh, to do. Fuck. I'm not meandering. I'm not going... Oh, yeah. I mean... Oh, so angry. I, these Muppets, the two... <laughs> Settler and Waldorf. Yeah. yeah. I... I am hugely intolerant of people who are... <laughs> Just leave it there. <laughs> Let me finish. I'm hugely intolerant of people who are not me. Yeah, I do everything right. There's nothing I do that's... No, I, I do plenty of annoying things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is... It's, it's, <laughs> it was a little too yeah, quick. Was quickly. You got to think he, about that for a second. Drinking, <laughs> he was drinking at the time and he swallowed quickly to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, well played. Let's write some rules. If you're doing this, let's make this a social media. If, if there's no social media coming, get online and tell us some rules. Let's make a, a rule book for people that says how to not be a dickhead. Like, how can I not be a dickhead? Do you read those rules, Luke? <laughs> how can I not be a dickhead? By Justin Howe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Yes, I'm referring to me. There's so many. There's so many. There's so many. Why? I just don't get it. Uh-huh. It's not hard to be... Considerate. ...aware of the people around you. Just be considerate. I just find that unless it's actually impacting me in a physical way, like hitting me with a, a motorised vehicle or... A trolley full of groceries. Yeah, and stopping me from listening to something that, or reading because you're blasting yeah. some rap music. Whatever. What about when they're blocking your egress and you're in a hurry and you just want to get out of there? Fast. Yeah, but you can't be because they're blocking the way. They've stopped I, I say in the way. I excuse me, usually. Or they, they turn and you bump into them and you're like, oh, dude... Don't no. touch me. Yeah. You just oh. made me spill my coffee all over myself. Especially if they're sweaty. Oh, yeah. gross. So if someone's blocking the way, which it happens a lot are you on the in the city, usually say, excuse me, 
and then get past them. Then headbutt them. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Move past them. Um, never had someone turn and spill things on me. So no, I literally had somebody. Yeah, I, I, was your walk, coffee. I was yeah. walking with a hot, I have black coffee. I was walking with a coffee. It was scalding hot. Two cups was what I needed and it was still burning my hand through it. So I'm like walking around going, I'm not going to drink this because it's too hot. Someone bumped into me and made me spill the coffee all over my hand. And I said, Tracy, can you just walk in a straight line? You were supposed to be walking next to me. I know you're my wife, but you cannot just cut in front of me. She is one of the worst oh, people. Yeah. She's the trigger of that. You know the person who stops in the middle and doesn't do anything? That's my wife. You know the person that just, you turn around and they're somewhere else? That's my wife. Oh, I've got another one. Oh, I'm so, I'm so are you walking it today? I've got, I've got another one. I've got another one. <laughs> I'm in the lounge room sitting down and my wife's in the kitchen and she says to me, Brett, can you get the bread from the cupboard that she's one step away from? I'm starting to understand why your wives don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> this is a safe space for me. Oh, Anyway, that's, uh, you know, she, we did laugh about her spilling coffee on me because I looked at her. And I, it is a running joke that I think she's a drunk when she walks because she cannot literally walk in a straight line. Maybe she's like Luke and has one like the other. <laughs> Maybe she just likes causing you pain. Yeah, it was, it was an intentional thing. Anyway. Good chat. Let's get back to the game. Speaking of causing people some pain, some pain and some gain, we are in the Ice Spire hold. Let's get this thing done. I think you guys are moments away. Actually, it depends which way you go through this hold because there is there is a maze here and I'm not fast forwarding through. I know Lindsay likes me to try and do that. And we But, but there, there's some details the that I don't want you to miss if you go through parts. I've been doing some thinking before we get into the game, Justin, mm-hmm. about my character and I've really thought hard and I think I want to change the character that I'm playing. <laughs> Okay, I will. I will help you I've do. Got, I've got a new voice. I will help you do this tonight. <laughs> so uh, after you meet the dragon, we'll do a new character. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Either way, there'll be a new. Hey, that we can do a new character. In Baldur's Gate, you can respec a character anytime. I've got to play that game. You get royalties every time he drops it. <laughs> but the problem is, yeah. he, he says stuff like that and it makes me not want to play it. Like oh, that I makes me wish not I could want to play it. Play. You got to do, do it back at camp. No, you shouldn't be able to respec a character. That's for, it costs you money. That's for little dweebs who can't make... Con- you, to consequences for actions are important. Hey, it stops achievements. So, you know. so Consequences for your actions. You made a choice. That's the character. Live with it. We just got him off. Of easy, easy. <laughs> Such, oh, just the whole, anyway. Right, I so think we'll, I might be angry. So we're at the bridge. <laughs> no, yeah, we're going back to the bridge. Take it to the bridge, bridge one time. time. Yep. Take it to the bridge. So you guys had, uh, if if my memory serves me right, you had walked up the ice spire, mm. you'd come to the peak, you'd mm. come to the uh, to the castle that is on top. Yeah, we convinced those adventurers hold. to help us. You saw some other adventurers that were there who have said that they share. lay claim to the dragon's treasure. They've allowed you to pass so that you can do your business with the dragon, but they're telling you the treasure is theirs. They have claim to it. Do not touch the treasure or they're going to have a problem with you. You've crossed a bridge. You've gone into a into the, the castle of old. You've found out that the castle at some point had human occupants. 
At some later point, those human occupants have died and <laughs> orcs, orcs. And orcs all became orcs and orcs have taken over. You went into the macabre scene of maybe their last stand where a cup was there and, and perhaps some uh, some things happened that was ill-fated for them. I can't even remember if you guys made some guesses for that. I think, I think, we, I think we learned that they might have starved to death. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, which is correct. And then you've you've kind of stayed in this room right here uh, uh, with, a, with a chance to manoeuvre yourselves. You found a secret door and another one beyond. Um, so you can, you're basically at a point going out of that macabre scene chamber where you can go down some stairs inside a secret passageway or there's another door that obviously links, like that's the secret doorway mm. from that room into here as well. So you could go into the other room from this um, little passageway Wouldn't as well. it be funny if that was the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> the butler's pantry. <laughs> it's all the right. Don't get me started on butler's pantry. <laughs> oh. Most useless thing on earth. What are you going to do? You going down? You going across? You going somewhere else? I'm going to head the direction of the dragon. Where's the dragon? Exactly. Uh, Worth a try. My friends. Yeah. Dragons and their hordes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes down below in the caves. Sometimes on the highest peak. So they can sit in the sun and bask in their glory. Which way do we think... I think we just keep going until we either find a dragon or can't go no further. But I thought the others that we just passed had found the treasure. No, they want the treasure. No, they just want the treasure once we've killed the dragon. If my memory serves me correctly of what you said earlier was that your friend, the magnificent Charlotte, he had a vision of Mm. a dragon on the peak, so I think we need to keep going up. 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 Like when that would... I'm happy to go up. Let's uh, explore this secret door in front of us and hope it goes in the upwards upwards direction. Can I have another beer? Can I just say, was that in-game or out of game? Both. (laughs) Can I just say, I misspoke then because I forgot you had gone past. You have gone through the other secret door. Um, that was the chamber beyond. So the first chamber you got on was yeah. the chamber with the rats in it. Yeah. You found the secret door in that chamber. Yeah. You haven't gone down the stairs. You open the other secret door to the room with the mm-hmm. skeletons in mm-hmm. it. There is a door coming out of here, or you can go down. Oh, Moradius, it appears who I have walked into a wall and not a door at all. Mm. Mm. I think we were given some poor information. I could have swore it was a door. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, someone but- fed me ginger beer, and now I can't think straight. <laughs> so there's a stairway down and a door out of this room. Other than the door we walked in to get here. Is that what I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry, the haze from uh, Flunts. It's uh, cold. It's cold. Poor Nycron has, uh, is, is still shivering. Still shivering. I, I'll check the door for traps and then walk through it. Okay. Clapping my hands together to try and get some feeling back into the fingers. 22 for traps. 22 on a perception. for traps. Don't forget danger sense. I don't mm. know what it does, but... You perceive no traps upon this door. No, I'll open the door and walk on through. You open the door into a corridor. The corridor is L-shaped. Even from here, you can see it opens up into a... uh, At the end of one of the L's, it opens into an open 
area um sort of you know you can see a bit of filth and a bit of detritus on there maybe it was the place where the orcs laid it sm certainly smells like orcs lair to your immediate left the the hallway goes down and you can see two more doors one at the end and one sort of on the same like like the room next to you mm. um would be and then there's an opening with a set of stairs that spiral upwards we should check these doors, make sure no one's at our back, and then head up those stairs. Is we agreed? Sounds sounds quite exactly like, right. Quite like. what, what's wrong? I, I just still cold. Still cold. Oh, do you want to stop for a bit? Not five seconds. I asked you. Ago, I asked you this, and you said let's press, let's on. press on. So we're going to check the door that's similar to the door that we've the room that we just mm -hmm. came through. Mm -hmm. Nineteen on the thing, and then open the door. Stop using your good rolls up now. They're all That's good rolls. exactly what I want. <laughs> the door seems to not be trapped. And then I open it? You open it into uh, an area. The weapon racks that once stood against the north and south walls lie smashed on the floor amid the remains of wooden mannequins that are, seem to have been used <laughs> as, uh, as, as training dummies with uh, the marks of like mm. swords and cudgel marks and cuts and that kind of thing. You can see rusty hooks on the walls that once held armor and shields and helms, but there's nothing left in here except for, um, you know, it's been looted and plundered. Want to check the room? Anyone? Mm, yeah, might as well, man. Just, mm -hmm. you know. Make your active perception checks for me. Four. From this room, there is, another, D20. There is another door on the way out as well. Take the big ones. 17 for Meridius. Did you forget your dice? No, that's what he was being asked to do. That's his challenge. Ah. You can get into this thing. That's the challenge. <laughs> get into the box. <laughs> <laughs> so, just for everyone at home, I it's was given, I was gifted some dice. Made from, by Rubik's, by the looks yeah, of it. Yeah, I was gifted some dice from uh, some friends of the show over in the States that run the, uh, what podcast is theirs? Uh, Doom. Tasty, Doom. Tasty Doom podcast, and they gifted me some some dice, and it came in a beautiful box. They're lovely dice. I love using them, and I have them with me all the time. I just gave the box to Lindsay to use, and he can't figure out how to open it. <laughs> Luke opened it in two seconds. I would have said it's voice activated. <laughs> Luke, I believe that is what's called rolling a natural one. <laughs> I was more that aside. I was, I was more hoping to curse your dice by rolling some good luck out of them. Do you actually need them or no? No, I don't. Okay. That's his challenge. Um, yeah, so uh, in this room, you also see another door on the, on the other way. So you came in one door, there is another door out very directly across from this door. Let's uh, check for traps and we move through that door. Okay, you move up to the door, <laughs> checking for traps. You discern zero trappers upon the door. And I open it. You open it into yet another corridor. The corridor seems to come back from the direction from which you came. So you're now, you've sort of done a U-turn and you're looking back towards the bridge. If that makes, you can't see the bridge, but you're moving in that direction. So for those of you that are geographically minded, there are two doors on your right that go um, into something. And there's a door on the left that you think might lead back into the rat room. And there's a dead end at the end of this corridor. Nightcrit's wondering whether we should start leaving a trail of birdseed. 
No, so I've got a map. You said, you said a map. No, yeah. I've got a map. <laughs> Just because you can't understand what I say and I can't say it right. Um, <laughs> We're all doomed. Doomed. Maradis um, is just going to check the dead end at the end and make sure there's nothing silly down there. Okay. It's weird that they'd make a corridor to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Well, there are three other doors off it. He doesn't see anything down the end of the corridor. What did you get for your perception check? Six. Yep. You don't see anything. It doesn't seem to be trapped. And then... <laughs> or openable. <laughs> it's a corridor. Yeah. And then we go back to the door. What are the two doors that we haven't been through that yep. go into a place? Okay. You open the door or are you going to check for do an active perception check for check me for here traps. as well? Yeah. Nine. Yeah. You don't discern any, any trappages. You open the door into a large chamber. This chamber is destroyed like everything else. Of course, the orcs have been through here and you can see orc graffiti, orc scat all over the floor, I guess. That's trumpet playing in jazz. Orcs are big jazz fans. Um, but you can see orcs have... Dis- sure they're not Paula Abdul fans. <laughs> um but they've destroyed everything. This was once a dining room. They've gone so far as to pull down the chandeliers that once hung by chains from the ceiling. They're smashed across the floor. The furnishes seem to have been smashed across the uh, long wooden table, which has been carved into. And, you know, you can see just they've gone through here and just made a total wreckage of the place. Lying in the sooty fireplace, though, you can see the mounted and stuffed head of a large white wolf with glassy blue blue eyes obviously the head once hung from hooks above the mantelpiece but it's been pulled down you can see like somebody's painted the, the you know a, a paw print or a hand print like um you know just because lord of the rings exists it's just a painted hand print over one of the the wolves eyes and you can you know someone's probably drawn a dick on it <laughs> perception check yep search the room there is so the two doors that you saw just so they connected into this room. Both in this room. Yeah, both into this room. From this room, there is one more door that leads out to the side. Right. Fourteen for me. Fourteen. You don't. You start picking through, poking through. It takes a little bit of time, but there is nothing <laughs> discerning. Yeah, you, you discern no, no hidden treasures, no hidden gems. Nothing. Next room. There. Well, Nightcrin. Yes. One last. Attempt. At? Plenty of broken wood here and a fireplace. Oh, he's asking him thrice. So just out of game, it takes an hour for me to fly. I know. But what are we doing? Like, I don't have to actually wait an hour. Otherwise, yeah. I'd move on. But then to throw him out, you also want a fireplace. you got to create warmth. Let's just get it done. That's what I'm saying. There's plenty of broken wood here and a fireplace. Yeah. I've got plenty of spells that I don't need to roll to do 24. Okay, let's move through this door. Okay, you move through the door. You roll your roll if you're going to roll. Roll is going to roll, roll, roll. 11. 11. He's definitely not trapped. There's not a trap here. Even Great. that little spike that's poking out of the door handle doesn't even <laughs> give you an indication that Tennis. it is trapped. And you open it with nothing untoward happening to you. Guess what do you reckon would be next to the dining room? A, a dragon. sheer drop 200 feet down to the floor. Pile of gold. Oh, okay. No, a kitchen. So, again, the orcs have trashed this. The furnishing, again, smashed. Everything of value has been looted. You can see that a cold breeze blows out of the twin fireplaces that are built into the room, but everything in this kitchen has been smashed. There are, again, two doors that lead off of this. Let's go through the one on the left. Okay. They're, yep, the first one. 
Roll the rolls. Rolly roll, roll. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Twelve. Ooh. Twelve. They're getting lower and lower. Yep. There are, again, no traps on this door. You open it up back into the corridor. So this is the termination door at the end of the L-shaped corridor. Oh. Okay, you sort of come around and there's one door next to this one if you want to open that one. Let's well. try it, eh? For 22. And again... No traps that you've seen. This place is untrapped. Like, I just love the idea the other party is following us close behind because they've not been through all Trapping every door? Yeah, everything they go through, they trigger a trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, we come back after this is all, and there's just four corpses around. Yeah. The, uh, a pantry. So, again, a ransacked pantry, smashed shelves, broken barrels, jars that would have been smashed, torn sacks, other kind of disgusting foods that would have left all of kind of everything. You also see, though, in here, the skeletal remains of a male humanoid clad in rusty breastplate. The butler. Yeah. Interesting. Do you want to check that body? Wait, I cast Divine Sense. Any celestial, undead or fiend within 60 feet of me that is not behind total cover will be detected. Mm -hmm. Probably by a bright, glowy light. Mm -hmm. Nothing pings upon your radar. Upon looking at the uh, the body of this breastplated skeleton, you can see that there is a puncture wound and blood that looks like he, he's had his throat slit. Yeah, just a regular skeleton. Yeah. Man. And you can, and you can see, as you kind of click him over, on the very back of his breastplate, somebody has written in his own blood the word thief. Oh. I was going to say kick me. <laughs> It's a penis. Perhaps, um, perhaps was caught stealing rations. Right. In the age of starvation. Um, Flunt. Hmm. That spell. Hmm. You didn't pick up Sebastian at all. Hmm. Who? I've got a friend. He's invisible. Oh. Where? I mean, he's all around <laughs> us. <coughs> Sometimes he flows through us as well. DM. Hmm. Did I pick up Sebastian at all? Nope. No, man, no one. Feeling a little alone. Right, sure, man, he, he, he's just not a spiritual being. I don't know. Um, let's um, head back to where we uh, finished investigating and go up those stairs, that big spiral staircase. Mm -hmm. So you can go left, like even as you pass to go into the spiral stairs, you look to your left uh, across a room, again, full of detritus. Even looking from this, like, the door's been smashed open so you can see straight into it. Um, that the orcs have were laid in this room. There's filth all through there. The furnishings that here have all been burned in the fireplace. So you can see that there's something going on. But also, you can see upon the smashed door that maybe the orcs didn't do it. That there's some claw marks, larger sized claw marks, mm. um, going into there. And it looks like those claw marks are heading. Um, yeah, heading in a different direction outwards. Mm, can, we, can we track those claw marks? You can certainly track the claw marks. Yeah, as you look at the door, you can see these rend marks as if something has ripped the doors off it. It's almost like something has uh, has pulled this door open and gone in and trashed the room even more. You can see claw marks that an icy kind of, uh, I don't know how ice would still... Puddles on the floor. Yeah, that, that may be that. 
<laughs> but it was done so long ago they might not be there they might still be ice but you can see that the uh, drag marks even a scale on the floor for example of a white scale going up these spirally stairs I think we're headed in the right direction what's the scale of that scale <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10 1 to 12 1 to 12 it's 1 to 10 I should have said 1 to 10 scale. it's 1 to 10 it's time to scale these stairs it's a 1 to 10 scale so on the uh, balance of probability or the scales of justice, you start moving upwards around the stairs. We scale the staircase. In the scale of Justin. You move into another large room. Again, you can see the orcs oh. <laughs> might have been in this room. You can see that this room, though, was has a little more uh, design rather than the kind of graffiti-esque artwork that's in here. The, the orcs were a little more uh, adorned for this, maybe a place where the chief... Um, has kind of uh, laid. That would probably be a good one for it. Um, yeah, and so that you can see nice kind of rugs on the floor, or, or what? Are, what am I thinking of? What are those pelts? Throws, throws um, pelts, skins. skins. Yep. So skins would be there. There'd be a nice bed. You could see that there would be really nice things that are going uh, around. Warm. Yeah. So and decorated with the spoils of war, including some impressive looking furniture that was mostly destroyed in some attack. And you can look at that and see claw marks in the furniture, like the whatever. Had those claws has been in this room, you what can big see claw marks. Yeah, large, larger than you would be comfortable with. Shall so we check this room fin for finger-sized claws? So furs, antlers, rotting heads, and you know you can kind of see dwarves, humans, orcs, heads, all sort of standing on like a like a little mantelpiece, like they are trophies of war. Gosh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, you're going to search the room. Yes. No. Oh, gosh. I haven't rolled anything. Not with an eight. Nineteen. I pop my eyes out of my skull. Okay. I've rolled a one. <laughs> That's how cold you are. <laughs> and what about you, Flunt? Eight. An eight. Moradius, you are the first person. You're kind of kicking around and you discover, you, you kind of kick a rug and a clank. That's weird. So you open the rug and you oh, see... Open a, the rug. You, or you flip <laughs> open, like you uncover the rug of whatever's underneath and you can see a war axe. And in the war axe, you can see the frozen hand of an orc just gripping it. Just the hand is there. Nothing else. Just nice. gripping it. And even on that hand, you can see the glint of the ring that still sits on the orc's uh, hand's finger. But it's clutched in this uh, in this great axe. The great axe does not look like it's, it's orc made. It looks more akin in styling to the armor that you saw downstairs of the person mm. that was sitting in the chair down there. Can I just say, I thought you said... Lorax? Yes. <laughs> speaks for the trees. Yeah. You so like you watch the rug and you see a Lorax. He was, he was the rug. <laughs> you also find a very ornate chair that's missing one of its arms. However, as you're looking forwards, you know, you as a, as a man of, of the earth, you can see that part of its legs has an inlay of some red coral that's worked into its design that might be actually worth a bit. It's unusual. You think to yourself, Coral! So he's going to pick up the great axe and he's mm -hmm. going to um, replace his mundane great axe on his back with this one. Mm -hmm. Great axe was his first weapon and it's still his true love. Mm -hmm. um, as it 
a special kind of weapon? Does it feel lighter or well made? Or? It's very well made, but you, you, it doesn't feel like any, like you know when you heft that sword. Yeah, there's something to it. Yeah. It doesn't have All that right. same radiance. He's to still going to pick up this one and, and replace his great axe with it. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. And then he's going to slide the ring off the hand and just pocket that ring. Okay, cool. Can I have a look at the ring? Is there? Yeah, you're yeah, having a look at the ring. It's uh, It looks like some type of signet ring. It's very unusual for an orc to have something like this. It's made from a, a black stone almost. Mm. Like a, It almost seems to sap the light out of it, so around it. And uh, the signet on the front is something you haven't seen before. It's a swirl pattern. He would just show it to his companion. Um, and have either of you seen this pattern before, this heraldry or this... Seems like a signet ring, but I've never seen this pattern before. Any uh, knowledge check? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Uh, knowledge history? History. Eight or 16 if it's related to stone. It's a historical stone. Do I need to do disadvantage for this? Uh, it's all... Yeah. Yep. So that'll be a four then. I like how you have the DM screen now. Yeah, that's right. Instead of Quick so you don't have to read rules. I didn't don't really realise why I didn't think of this at the beginning. Yeah. Luke is the DM now. Maybe we should all get DM screens. I've got two. I've got one. I think I got that one. Mm. Radius rolled a sixteen on a history check. Mm-hmm. Or a seventeen on an insight check. Ooh. Yeah. No. nothing still not enough. No. Not enough. It's nothing a- clicks in your mind. There's nothing here that sort of Says even even the uh, like you think the the stone is an obsidian of some mm, sort, but mm. it just seems just darker than obsidian. It seems like obsidian sort of has a shininess to mm. it. This this is almost re- sucking the light around it. After we kill the dragon, just put it on. What's worse that can happen? <laughs> yeah. So what are you guys gonna do now? In a head. Oh, yeah. f- sorry. From here there is. Um, one broken door outwards, and even through that broken door, you can see it leads outside. Yeah. Here we go. Are we ready? As we'll ever be. Yes. So, um, Meredith is going to pull his long sword and his shield and make sure he's holding them at the ready. He uh, will loosen two or three javelins at his side so they're easy to throw. He will check and make eye contact with Nikrin and give him a nod. Nikrin nods back. Nikrin is looking very prepared and shivering. Make sure you all remember your extra five. This is out of character. Roof, extra five hit points I've I gave still you. Got, still got them. Good. Done. Good. Um, Flint cracks his knuckles and goes, I'm ready to talk. Ready to bless. Flint, just before mm, we... Yeah, man. I think, I think we're about to hit, talk to the dragon. We'll yeah. Meet the dragon again. Yep. Do you need to have a conversation? I, I need to just give him a chance to surrender. Right. And redeem himself. I'm going to tell you this. I'll he, make it quick. He's going to die. Yeah. Can, can, can you can you can you say that to him as we're throwing fireballs at him? Yeah. Excellent. In his death throws. I mean, as long as I'm not doing the killing, Grant and I won't right be a disadvantage. Won't be upset with me. Um, I'd like to, you know, if I had time, I'd like to rehabilitate him and, you know, teach him the errors of his ways and put him to some community service. And, you know, you can bring anyone around, give them enough time and love and cuddles. Right. Um, Are we ready? Yep. Hold that thought. Let's go. And out we go. 
Gentlemen. You're all dead. <laughs> I was going to say, you enter a kitchen. <laughs> Latrine. Yeah, a surprising butler's kitchen. There are times in our lives when, when some things happen. I'm genuinely nervous right now um, because you guessed exactly what's going to be here. With cautious steps, you move onto the rooftop, your eyes widening as you come face to face with a scene of breathtaking but ominous beauty. The rooftop, which was once a bastion of tranquility, is now a surreal tableau of danger and awe. Beneath your feet, the ex entire expanse is cloaked in a pristine, glistening layer of slippery ice. A treacherous te terrain that threatens to betray your every move. Even as you step on there, you think the, the chances of you slipping are quite high. Each step feels like a delicate dance on glassy, kind of frozen stage where the balance is a constant struggle. In the dim light of the surrounding landscape, the true spectacle unfolds before you, nestled amongst the frozen expanse, a massive white dragon, larger than life, stirs from where it is sitting. Its colossal form, large form, coated in snow and <laughs> ice, stands as an embodiment of elemental might. Its long, sinuous body rises and falls with each laboured breath, its wings like tattered sails, fold protectively around it the rooftop is framed all the way around by a three foot high battlement and it's large out here it's not even you've got space so it's open to the air and there's heaps of space out here a once imposing structure showing signs of decay here and there you can see parts of the battlements crumbled away leaving gaps that offer both vulnerability and potential escape routes off the side or you know Ways of uh, maybe ending this without being caught in the maws of a dragon. You stand at the precipice of a chilling confrontation where the ancient battlement marks the boundary between life and the icy abyss below. As your breath mingles with the frosted air and your heart pounds in your chest, you're acutely aware you've entered a realm where legends and nightmares collide. The rooftop, a perilous sheet of ice, beneath your feet is the battleground for an encounter that will etch your name into the annals of history or maybe cast you into the abyss of forgotten souls you kind of look at the formidable sight of this large white scaled dragon which looms before you and they seem to shimmer with a pristine frosty hue you can see cold emanating off them like a frost kind of just the very air around it becomes icy and you can see this kind of you know like a fridge when you take something out and it's got that kind of mist that comes off it the entire dragon kind of looks like that up here even amongst the cold its wings are folded tightly against its body and its sharp ice cold eyes fixate on you as you become visible to it in a seething, angry glare. But in a deep, rumbly voice, the dragon speaks, each word carrying a frigid bite. It speaks. Cool. You intruders have come to my domain. I know you bear the mark of that meddling wizard. You and your people will not have this place. You sent me here, and now it is mine. And Steam actually rises from the dazzle, the dragon's nostrils continues. Know this, I will have my revenge on him as soon as I can find a way back to where I belong. For you, though, I am hungry. Initiatives. Dope. 
Do I have to do disadvantage on this as well, don't I? Mm-hmm. 18 for Flunt. One round. <sighs> My heart's racing. Yeah, let's get all, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get let's, all them. Let's talk, gentlemen. You. What dice are you using? We're at the, the ultimate, uh, the battle that we've all been waiting for. What What's the dice of choice tonight? Well, there's no point asking me because it's Flunt's dice because it's Flunt. Uh, for my first sortie, uh, mm -hmm. it'll be D6s. Okay. Have you got a <laughs> dice set that you're using? Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird question when you answer like that. <laughs> I got my uh, Tomb of Annihilation dice set, D&D &D dice set. I think it was the first set that they did um, yep. as their limited edition sets. Love it. In the tin. Yeah. What yeah. colour are they? The green. Lovely green. Lovely green. What about you, Brett? You I'm sticking with special? my Loverita that came in the yeah, mouth yeah. guard case that I've been using that looked like a um, bloody vampire. I'm going to be using a hodgepodge of dice, but for my D20 tonight, I'm going to take the one that I got from my... Uh, I got this out of a Fun Funko Pop. I can't even remember. Was that... I can't even remember who I got that with. I think maybe a Drista Worden or maybe it was... Oh. Um, uh, no, that Boo? red one. The red one is... Um, is it someone in Boo? God, isn't it? A god? Um, no, the red one is... Uh, what's his name? Mm. Strad. Strad. Oh, yes, yes, this is the one from Strad. You are correct. I still need the Mind Flayer pop. If so, anyone's got a Mind Flayer pop, let me know. Yeah. Anyway, going to roll that for the first time tonight. Oh, I love this dice. This dice does do me well. This dice breaks the joys of my dice rolling. Meradius, what did you get? First natural 20 of the night, oh, 21. Yes. Here we go. One round. Nycred. Uh 13. 13 and Flunt. 18. Meradius, it is your go. Uh, Meradius bangs his sword on his shield twice. Bang, bang. And um, kind of uh, puts his, grips his feet into the ground, getting ready to get to, to get a takeoff. And as he says so, he looks the dragon straight in the eye. Foul beast, you have been the scourge of Vandal and the city below you and the fair people. For that, you will die. Foul beast, you have been the scourge of my party and many around in these lands, and for that you will die. Foul beast, you have killed one of my dearest friends, and for that you will die. And at that point he just charges. He gets raged up, roided up. Um, as he's gripping the floor, you see like those cracks, the veiny bits in his arms going white with the the whiteness of the um, stone up here, and he charges at the dragon. He taps, tugs down on his hat on the way in, and um, the dragon gets shrouded in a booming energy field mm -hmm. from his hat. Um, and it will take oh. seven points of thunder damage. I don't think we're going to get a look at that. As he charges in. Seven points of thunder damage off the thing. Does he get a save against this? Do you Negative. have to roll against him? Negative. He just takes it. There's no... There's no like a bitch. Yeah. I was going to say, usually there's a save if there's not a roll to hit him. Sorry, this is the wrong spell. I'm new to spells. Yes. You don't even like spells. Wait till I hit him. Okay. The first thing you have to do... You put your foot down, your toes grip into the ice, but the slippery ice might betray you here. I need a dexterity check from you. 
Is this a dexterity check for... An acrobatics, if you will. Is this for surfaces that yep. I'm moving on? Yep. The ice is slippery. You may slip over. 17. You are fine. Your movement is halved here, though. It's difficult terrain. I don't know if it's classified as difficult terrain. So if you are... If you have anything that negates that, which I think you may. I think if I'm on rocky ground, I don't need to worry about that. You've once ruled, though, that this is not rocky ground. This is stone ground. So rooftop. Roof. (laughs) I guess the the question I have is what's making this slippery, Justin? The ice. There's a layer. There's. It's like... uh, An ice skating rink. Yeah, it's like an ice skating rink. There's a layer of ice that is here. And you think this layer of ice is, is an inch, maybe too thick. So it's not made of earth or stone. So that does that earthwork trait doesn't play for me. So it will take me two moves to get there. Mm-hmm. What's your speed? My speed is 40. Okay. And then at the end of that, he will attack mm-hmm. with his reckless attack. Natural 20. Oh, here we go. Here it happens. So that would normally have advantage, but I don't need to roll for another natural 20. Just while he's working this out, is anyone else kind of... I'm, I'm pumped. I'm really wanting I'm to stand nervous. up. Like, you know I'm, how. I, 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 I am of the stand up moment. I'm actually quite excited like, right you know now. When I, whenever this there's is, a combat, is, yeah. I like to stand up and I'm like. This is this is the moment I live for in D&D. This feeling right here. Just that I don't know what's about to happen, but it's going to, whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. In okay. the future, bro, can we, can we have a quick release stand up headset for me? <laughs> so I can be like. <laughs> like a hammer. Sure. 28 to hit. Oh, yes, that definitely hits. Doing 12 points of damage with his longsword. Yep. And it booms as it hits him, as the spell booming blade goes off. Yeah. And on a hit, the target suffers the weapons attack normal and then becomes sheathed in booming energy on the start of my next turn. Brett, can I please remind you at this point? Yeah. The sword that you are using is no normal sword. Yeah. It is a sword that is designed... For dragons. dragons. And you can feel that it's got a, a, a grip, an energy, a, a thirst almost. You can feel that palpable thirst. Have you rolled? Is it have 2d6? added all of the things for the sword that you have? It still tells me it's just a plus one sword. I don't know what kind of sword. So you need to remind me then. I think it's 2d6 that it used to, used to add on. And I didn't do crit damage on that one. So I've got to roll twice, don't I? Your sword, which is determined to be the Dragon Slayer sword. The Dragon Slayer. You gain a plus one bonus on attack and damage rolls with this magic weapon. Yeah. However, when you hit a dragon with this weapon, the dragon takes an extra 3d6 points of slashing damage. For the purpose of the weapon, the dragon refers to any creature with the dragon type. So the crit damage is actually another four, so that took it to 16, and then the Swords additional damage. Does that crit double up as well? An additional additional damage? I don't. I wouldn't double the sword damage. Okay. I'm assuming is I, another thirteen. I can I just say, I think you do. Do I? It's given that it is slashing damage. Like your short your I'm sword. Not I'm not arguing. Your sword blade is designed for a dragon. Like I know this is awful, and I'm coming to the one round fruition. Your sword will kill. <laughs> so, <laughs> So it was 16 for the sword and another 25 for the additional. (laughs) 
So that's the 41 points of damage. Fuck Gee me. Whiz. So I believe that the sword is, like right now, your sword does the normal 1d8 damage. Yep, 1d8. Plus the 3d6, plus whatever your character does. Plus my rage. Yeah, so right, plus what. Yeah. But you oh, you don't add your static points. You only add them once. I only once. did that once, you only, yep. You double all the rolls, yep. though. So it was 47. One, 41. 41. Let's not get crazy. 41. While I'm in rage, Fuck while me. in frenzy, <laughs> you can make a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action on each of your turns after this one. So I get another hit. Okay. Go for it. Do it. 21 to hit. <laughs> that will hit. I don't know why I bothered getting the dice on today, right? It's not a crit, this one, though, right? It's not. I'm going to be so pissed if the dragon does it if you get one turn. It's another 21 points of damage. Fuck me. Okay. Wow. 62 points of damage in one round with a double move to get there. That is... I'm changing my perspective right now on the Barbarian's Might with the correct equipment. Always be prepared. I was happy about that. It's mm-hmm. the first time in 41, 40 episodes that I've been <laughs> that, that happy is, to play this game, I think. That is impl- impressive. The dragon's eyes widen a moment. You can see even it is taken back as its scales do not defend all of the damage that is there as they are designed to. And you can see a large rend as some dragon's blood spits across the ice. It hits the floor. It steams up as its warm kind of uh, blood hits the cold ice. Flunt, it's your go. Sorry, I misread the spell. It's just going to do one more bit of damage. When the sword hit, it had a thundering boom, which did another six points of damage to it. Um, as I'm, as Flunt starts walking towards it, uh, Mr. Dragon, as you saw, you know, some of the incredible might of my colleague, uh, you have one chance to, to surrender, or, you know, you're probably going to die, man. I went a bit JRL. I was channeling this ghost. I forgot what I was playing, man. It's been a long day. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna. <laughs> the dragon is genuinely confused right there. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. Can I double move to get up there? You definitely can. Just uh, make um, me foot. an acrobatics check, please, acrobatics. as the floor may uh, may disallow this. Not the GM. The floor. Twelfth. What was that, Blubber? At half a little speed. <laughs> okay. So 50 halved is 25, so I move 25 feet. Yeah, you move 25 feet. That is five foot short of what you need to get to the dragon. But I'm still five feet within him, right? Right behind You are me. right behind Meradius. So you move right behind Meradius, within touching distance. Good. You can, yeah. And that's my turn. The dragon, with malice in his eyes, rears back. This is a moment where dragons can do many, many, many things. And I'm just wondering which ones of those to do. I know that I'm probably not going to get many, many rounds to do this. And I, oh, there's, there's part of me that thinks like the, the dragon has multi-attacks. They're good. Multi-attacks do a bit of damage. Each one of them has to hit though. But you know what a dragon's famous for? One thing. And Flying away. <laughs> Scales. That's what it did last time. That is a breath weapon. The dragon rears back, slides five foot backwards. Well, I just interrupt you there when you move five feet away from me. 
So my spell goes <laughs> off. Genuinely worried. <laughs> At that point, the booming blade spell goes off. If the target willingly moves five feet or more before my turn, Ooh. it takes an additional two d eight damage. So this additional okay. thunder damage just Jesus goes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> fell into that one as he moved off. Thirteen points of damage. Boom! Wowza! And he didn't withdraw, so I get an attack of an opportunity. No, that's attack. why I said he slid, ah, great. He slid back. It's All right, I'm just did, playing it. He did right. do that withdrawably. <laughs> yeah. Great. Because I've been reading the, the rules of this, and there is no rule that says you cannot withdraw an attack at the same time. Um, He's a DM. Let him have a go. <laughs> yeah. we, a, we don't want to have another Hydra moment, right? <laughs> let him just have one go. There isn't a rule that says that you can't. He's a DM. He can make the rules whatever he wants. It just says, as an action, you can withdraw and not provoke the attack. Um, cold. In a blast of breath, even as the dragon's head is knocked sideward from a thunderous clap, it rears itself back, snake-like, looking straight at you, and it breathes a blast of 30-foot damage, catching all but Nycrin. Yeah, I was going to say, I just agreed, right? Um, can I get a constitution save? Um, as oh, as everybody, as he does that, you see uh, flunt, a puff of flunt smoke come out of his pipe and swirls around you, and you get plus one, plus from one his to my aura of save. protection. Right, roll eight. I rolled an eleven for an eighteen. I rolled a three. Oh, yeah, it didn't sound like a paladin save. No. Since Justin made fun of my drink bottle last time, I bought the uh, super the, the Black Lantern, <laughs> <laughs> Darkest Night. Yeah. With a heave of cold, it emanates over the top of you. You have a small chance of maybe protecting yourself, getting out of the way, using your own fortitude to buffer yourself, and uh, so as not to actually take the brunt of this damage. What did you roll, Moradius? I rolled an eleven for an eighteen. An eighteen. Is enough. What about you, Flunt? I rolled three for an eight. You fail. Nah. Flunt. Mm. You take 53 points oh, of cold Easy. Could do that all day. Miradius, Mer- you take half of that. So it is 26 <laughs> points. I'm taking off my temporary hit points first. As the dragon. <sighs> didn't even need to move if he didn't want to, but he did. Nightgrin. Cold. So having a cold blast just kiss the front of my beak. I hold up a shivering finger pointing straight at the dragon and let rip with a fireball. So placing that as a Mm -hmm. 20-foot sphere so it doesn't hit the guys at the same time. So you need to make a deck save DC 14. Oh, fuck. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that's 23 points of fire damage. 
of fire damage. You can see that the flames lick against it and parts of it melt and it howls almost in rage and pain at the same time as it, it, it looks angry. It looks so angry it can't speak properly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's a little disappointing with that roll. Never mind. Round number two. I'm surprised you didn't pull every bead that you had. I and have throw the beads. Them. He's got the beads. Maradius, it is your go. Maradius five footsteps in. Yeah. Oh. Does that kind of... Yeah, I still have stuff to do. No, I remember like, there was stuff I could have done. doesn't matter. It's fine. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can still have movement. We don't no, have no, no, to No, no, no. It's Maradius. stuff I could have done with the sorcery points to re-roll dice, damage dice. It's oh. fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Maradius steps the five foot gap. Really squishes his feet into the ice to get proper purchase and starts the first of what will be three attacks as he overhand swings into the side of the neck of this beast in front of him. Just before you do that. Yep. You're moving on the ice again. Make an acrobatics check. <laughs> Twelve. The heat of your wrath causes your feet to dig in and you find purchase upon the ice. So the first attack, I rolled a three, but because I get a reckless attack when I'm um, making my first attack, I can roll it again, which was a natural 17, which goes to 25 to hit. Hits. It's 25 points of damage on the first hit as his sword swings overhead into the inside of the neck of the beast. And he pulls it back and thrusts forward with his second attack. Justin's not looking very happy. 15 to hit. That is... The dragon moves out of the way. Dodges out of the it's way. scaly foot knocking your arm yep. wide, not being able to hit it with the blade. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and then in his last frenzied attack, 20 to hit. Has it moved... Its vulnerability shows. As you <laughs> so it pulls back from the thrust. That's and when he, a dragon knew it done fucked up. <laughs> it might have slipped on the ice or some shit. Um, and then he goes back in to go overhand where he chopped down the first time, back mm -hmm. straight into the same point. 17 points of damage from that last hit. They say dragons of old have powers. They say dragons of old have magical moments they have dragons of old have these abilities to make people scared of them these abilities to cast spells these abilities to see through magical protections mm. but this dragon does not seem to have that what it does have that dragons of old seem to have is one scale missing from its heart <laughs> as the sword plunges straight through oh, nice killing the dragon no! As warm blood sprays over Maradius's face, which is instantly cleaned by Steve. And he is here. And he is here. And the dragon falls to the floor. Dead. Oh. Dead. dead. One fucking rat. <laughs> should, should, I, should I have done it earlier and used the, 30, the 32d6 necklace? 133 hit points. <laughs> So he's been moaning this entire game about how rubbish the barbarians are. He's just basically just creamed a oh, dragon. The sword did most of that work. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't until you told me that you cast fireball. I'm like, oh shit, I have a necklace of fireball beads. <laughs> That's 32d6 of fire damage. Mm. I should have done that first round. I'm just did 10d8 against you. 
Nothing. So nothing. Moradius will stand over the beast as it's falling and it's still steaming and he'll look down upon it and go, Beast, you fought well. The battle was a good one, but you are defeated and the people of Fandalin are now safe. Rest well. And he'll turn away and start walking back down the stairs. In your peripheral vision, you see some of the mist coalesce, move forward, kind of form into that of a humanoid Mm. figure, wearing armour, looking squire-like. It kneels in front of you and it puts out both of its hands as if to receive something. In both of its hands. Meredith places the sword in those two hands and says, take this safely back to your mistress. Guard it with your death, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure it returns to that place of rest for the next person who might need it. The dragons will come again and this sword shall surely be needed one more time. Mm. He stands. He takes the sword. It almost melds into his body. It turns itself into a mist. As he slowly dissipates, he puts his fist to his heart. He bows his head to you. And he turns into a mist. But where he was standing, there is a gem. Oh. Just lying there. And you look closer at the gem. The gem is roughly half a fist size. So (laughs) it's not as big as a fist. I don't know what's half a fist size. Well, it's peach. Like a, a golf ball. I've been the recipient of half a fisting before. And it's, it's not it, pleasant. It's it's about the size of half a golf ball and you can half see... Half a golf ball now. We're from a golf ball to <laughs> half a golf ball. A golf ball, sorry. Half a fist size golf ball. I'm shaking, It's okay? melting, it's I'm melting, shaking, it's melting. I'm shaking up. But the, uh, the, the gem itself, even looking at it, looks at you and the kind of with a dragon's eye peers back at you. It's a gem of different stones that are all seem to have coalesced into one stone that makes the eye of a dragon, a blue piercing eye. Cool. Maradis will um, put his fist over his chest as Steve dissipates Mm -hmm. and then he'll walk over and have a little look at this gem, looking back at his companions for approval as he does so. Oh, thumbs up and a little applause. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You kind of you pick the gem up and you get the overwhelming sense that this gem should be attached to the pommel of some kind of weapon. You pull out that great axe that he picked up from downstairs and you'll see if there's a fixing point. It as you push it close to the hilt, like the handle mm. at the bottom, so the gem almost melds into it. It's coating up the the top of it with the eyeballs sticking out from the bottom. Give me sight beyond sight. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and it kind of, it becomes one with the weapon and you feel the weapon change in your hands. That same radiant energy Mm. that, that begat the sword also imbues. I think this great great axe axe. is great. It's now now an awesome axe. axe. Mm. My friends, it seems like our path here is a, Complete. The people are safe below. It's now time to secure this stronghold. For can we start a fire? I'm freezing. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty cold too, man. Hang on. I've asked three times. He's... To be fair, I've asked three times, and yes, we're out in the cold out here, and it's 
Yes, let's head downstairs and start a little fight. (laughs) Let's find these other four and uh, send them on their way. That frosty dragon sneezed on me. Did you see that? I did. Did it? Yeah. It was cold. Um, Yes. Come on. I thought for a second that was going to be the, uh, I take him and stuff him into the open (laughs) dragon's wound. (laughs) Does there appear to be the dragon's horde nearby? Uh, There's still parts of this yet. What you haven't been is the bit around the edges. We don't care about the so horde. You though, haven't do we? been around the edges. Um I out of game, Justin. What am I adding to my battle axe? Because I I feel like it's gonna get used shortly against some other creatures. You're not sure yet. Okay. Cool. And then This might require some attunement. Oh, excellent. He's gonna walk around and see if he can see those people where, you know. From up here, where are they? Where are those other adventurers? He's going to use it, do a little kind of peripheral on the battlements up here and check out the mm-hmm. vista. You you walk up to one of the battlements and it's only as you peer over the edge of the battlement that you can see down into, into a very strange kind of, of room. And you, you find yourself looking... Room. Yeah. Over the battlements. Yeah, like sort of down below. Like a balcony almost sticking out below or yeah, or it's a, like exposed room. It's like something that you've never seen before. It's almost like uh, something has sliced into the battlements themselves that, that has just been sort of placed here. You, it's like it's straight, for us, straight out of the Victorian era, a testament to the bygone era's opulence and grandeur. The worn walls of this room seem to be adorned with the intricate floral patterned wallpaper. They once vibrant colours now muted by the passage of time. Ornate gas lamps, their flames sort of flickering gently even as it sits there, cast an amber glow uh, that belies maybe they're not actual flames and that they're magical in some sort. You kind of notice that there's some ominous features down that make you make you want to get down there a little bit faster. Um, my friends, mm. check this out. Whoa. It's uh, very interesting down there. Mm. So can Nycrin just jump down there? Nycrin can fly straight yeah, down there. let's do it. Off. So Nycrin, you kind of go down, walk down into this area. Again, it's it's like parts of this has just sort of been sliced straight down the middle. There's a clean cut on the outside of it. This room is almost uh, a bubble shaped, has been sort of removed. As you kind of look down the corridor, you notice an unexpected and ominous feature. A sp- the sporadic arrow slits which punctuate the walls at regular interviews part of this structure these narrow openings designed for defensive purpose seem strangely out of place in this otherwise lavish setting the cold draft that seeps through them still sends that chill down mm. your spine as you are still cold um, and the secrets from those battlements but yet you're looking on the other side of the corridor and you're like this is totally a juxtaposition this shouldn't be here and it's like parts of the wall have almost melded into this other type of the wall you look at the the wall of of this corridor that seems like something else has just been put here and you see a delicate table 
crafted into it. You can spot a trio of fascinating clockwork automata, each about the size of a clenched fist. These intricate creations, like mechanical insects of a fantastical realm, are encased in the gossamer, a layer of ice, almost like a block of ice that moves them, adding an ethereal quality to their already captivating design. You can see one, as you move closely, is the, uh, is the shape of a gilded beetle. The next one, a clockwork grasshopper. And the last, a sapphire dragonfly. You can also see upon the table there's drawings. The drawings of maybe a clockwork bird that kind of sit there. <laughs> I didn't get goosebumps in the dragonfly. <laughs> now... I'm getting excited. Now I'm getting excited. I was excited. for the first couple of minutes, I was like, is that in the book? That doesn't well, sound like... I, it was reminiscent mm. of a story I've mm. heard of another party. Mm. Mm. Um, what do you see, Nikron? I, I, don't, I don't really know how to describe it. Because there's no way for them to get down there. The best way would be with your words. I think you just need to come and see. Okay. I'm going to start As a fire. calls up to you. Your pocket feels weird. From where you put the ring, you feel a greasiness in the air. <laughs> <laughs> now I got the chills. Now a shimmer chills. of magic as a portal opens. From it, you can see the vastness of space. An opening where once you were upon the mountain of ice, you were in darkness. And the stars around you move as if you were falling. And that, my friends, is the end. Or is it the beginning? Oh, that's cool, Jesse. That's cool. Oh, that was great. I've never finished a thing before. This is a thing. This is a moment. Well done. One fucking round. I knew it was going to be one fucking round. When he did the crit stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to get much in here. I was just looking at it and then I'm like, and that, that was when I thought you still did double damage on it. And I'm like, oh, this is death. Like, this is awful. This well, is not We could have done fun. it quicker. 32 at D6. Where's the fireball? Well, gonna that's come. what I thought was going to be the first charge. Was yeah. just going to be fireball. Rolls of fireball. Fireball, fireball, fireball. Well done. Oh, for Moranius, it was that one-on-one challenge. Yeah. I wanted to get I'm, I'm glad we did it that way. I yeah, think that yeah. was a good...